Hi, besties. You're listening to Long Distance BFF. I'm Tristan. And I'm Samantha. We're your new best friends. Each episode, we'll dive into friendship head first. We'll talk about celebrity friendships, heartwarming friendships, and maybe share some tips to keep your friendship strong along the way. We're the friendship experts. Hi, besties. Hey, besties. Thanks for listening. Yes, we're so glad you're here. Yes, today we have an exciting friendship we're going to discuss. Yes, we're going to discuss Red and Andy from The Shawshank Redemption, which is in my top five favorite movies of all time, which is why I had to do Andy and Red. Yes. We have to. Yes. And I actually hadn't seen the movie since I was in high school, probably. I vaguely remembered some scenes, but I really didn't know what the story was about or anything. So watching it again was was really good. Made me sad that I missed out on watching it over the past years. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it was nice making this recommendation for you because anytime you recommend a movie to somebody and you're like, you have to watch this, it's my top, you know, favorite, one of my favorite movies. Like it's in my top five. Yeah, you want and it to be good. Yeah. So I was kind of <laughs> nervous. Like I've been talking this up. Like we have to do Andy and Red. We have to do Andy and Red. And then it comes down to it. And I was a little nervous. And then I was really excited when you said that you liked it. Yes. Yes, it was great. And I love their friendship, honestly. Right? It is, yeah, it's one of those friendships that, well, stood the test of time. I mean, 20 years in prison, you know? Right. Not like you have much options in prison, but they still <laughs> became such, they still had a really strong relationship. And I just love their relationship. And I just, I love the whole story. Yes, I agree. And when, you know, being an adult making friends is really difficult. So I'm assuming most people have seen the Shawshank Redemption. <clears throat> if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time, it's about a guy named Andy played by Tim Robbins. And he goes to prison for killing his wife and her lover. He meets Red, who is already in prison and that's played by Morgan Freeman. Mm, and he so is good. also, yes, he is also in prison for murder. And the two of them become good friends. Not right at first. At, re- at first, Red is like, he, so they're all betting when they, all the prisoners come in, they're betting like, who's yeah, going to be the first one to crack. Yeah. There's a lineup of about 10 of them. And they're all like, okay, I got the fifth one from the front, he's going to be first and red bet against Andy. He said, no, that guy, he's, he's posh. He's snobby. He is going to be the first to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. He wasn't he, he held out. He, he was tough. Yeah. So, so I have a, a question for you. Okay. How do you think you would deal with that first night in prison? Oh, I would have been the first to crack. Yeah. I think I would be crying as well. I don't, 
I don't know if I'd yell it out. I same. might have just like I, cried in my pillow. Same. I probably would have been the same. I wouldn't have cried it out, but I would have been crying all night. Oh, what an adjustment, you know? And this whole time, you know, Andy is innocent. Like yes. Andy didn't, Andy yeah, didn't so kill he, his wife. Yeah, he maintains his innocence. One of my favorite lines is when Red asks him what he's in for. Mm-hmm. And Andy tells him and he says, I didn't do it. I'm, I'm innocent. And Red says, well, everybody in here is innocent. Yeah. He's like, you're going to fit in just fine. Yep. <laughs> and then later Andy gets up the guts to ask Red, you know, what did you do? And are you innocent? And Red says, no, I'm the only guilty man in Shawshank. Yeah. Yeah. I like to, when he approaches when he approaches red and asks for the rock hammer, he has like a little bit of a talk with red and red kind of lets him know that there are some other inmates, the sisters that have their eye on him and that he needs to grow eyes on the back of his head. And so he's just kind of giving him like free advice Mm -hmm. and they talk about the rock hammer. And then afterwards it's just red narrating And he says, I guess you could say, I liked Andy from the start. And I just kind of like that. Like as soon as he met him, he liked him and he talks about how he strolls instead of walking, like, like he's walking through a park instead of through a prison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like, I think he just respected Andy. I think he thought he was funny, you know, because he's Andy said, I suppose if I tell them I'm not homosexual that won't do any good right (laughs) and red says nope (laughs) you're gonna have to get grow eyes in the back of your head so I think you know just Andy found a little bit of humor in this terrible horrible situation and red respected that I think they both had this really good mutual respect for each other I think so too yeah and then it kind of pans forward a little bit of just like the next two years and how Andy has a really hard time the next two years. He is repeatedly beaten, assaulted, and this goes on for two years, you know, Mm -hmm. until luckily the guards do something about it. Well, so what happened first is that Red was able to get himself and his friends the job of retarring the roof. So it got them out of their normal situation Mm -hmm. and they were able to retar the roof. That's when Mm -hmm. Andy heard the guards talking about this financial situation that they were having trouble with. And Andy was a banker in his life before. So he went up to the guard and almost got himself killed, but finally was like, wait, wait, I can help you with this financial thing that you're having. And so he helped him and he said, but I'll help you. I'll figure, I'll fill out the forms for you, but I want my buddies here and I to have two cold beers on our last day of work, three cold beers. Okay. (laughs) Three beers. Thank you. (laughs) And they got to enjoy their cold beers and feel normal for an afternoon. Like they were done with a hard day's work, enjoying cold ones with friends. And 
That was really cool. So then Andy is known as this finance guy in the prison and starts doing everyone's taxes and starts doing the books. And that kind of gets him some help from the guards regarding the sisters. It does. So it's like taking care of, they end up, the guards end up beating, forgot what his name was. Are you a real fan? I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They beat him so badly that he had to go to a prison hospital where he lived out the rest of his days. Right. Drinking his food through a straw, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so what I also like too is Red got to pick who went on the roof, you know, mm-hmm. cost him like a pack of cigarettes each person or something like that. But he picked Andy. Mm-hmm. So we know from the beginning, even before we notice how really close they are, he's one he would pick. And he was at the lunch table with him. They had, I like how they ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. Yeah. And they always, they sat at their table. It's like, it was known they were the group. I feel like Mm -hmm. it was almost like high school. Oh, I'm going to lunch. I'm going to sit at my table Mm -hmm. with my friends. And I love their conversations. I loved when Red talked to him about hope being dangerous And Andy was like, wait, no, (laughs) you know, that's so funny. That's what I, I wrote down the same thing, like as a talking point, how they disagree about hope. Andy thinks you need to keep hope. Red thinks you need to give it up. You're in prison, like Mm -hmm. embrace where you're at. And red thinks he's institutionalized. He doesn't Mm -hmm. think he can make it outside of prison. Just like they had shown, um, this poor old man Brooks, sweet Mm -hmm. old man that saved a bird and raised the bird in prison. Jake, I think was his name. Yes. And he got out of prison and he couldn't, he couldn't make it. He, he killed himself because he just, the monotony of life and not being able to make his own decisions, you know, kind of being stuck in this place. And he's been in prison for such a long time and to come out into the real world, he was talking about how the cars are so fast. Like he had seen one car before he'd gone into prison and now they're everywhere. So he was just having a really hard time. And in prison, he was a big dog. He was the librarian. Like he had a job. He was important in prison. And then he comes out here and he's not important at all. Mm-hmm. He was yelled at. He was a bagger in a grocery store and everybody just kept yelling at him. You're not doing it fast enough. You're not doing it right. And, you know, he's this old man. It was sad. So that's what Red thinks that he's going to end up like if he does get out. He doesn't think he's going to make it outside of prison. And so that's why I think he's just given up hope. He's, he doesn't need it anymore. He is. But Andy tries time and time again to give him hope. He talks about how he used to play, Red used to play harmonica. And Andy ends up getting him a gift and he has to go through his competitor and he gets him this gift of this harmonica because he wants him to have hope. Mm-hmm. Andy wants him to have hope so bad. Yep. I love how they started getting each other gifts on their anniversaries. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was really sweet and Red getting him those posters. He got him the poster of Rita Hayworth and mm-hmm. that ended up being a big big part in 
Andy's prison escape. So towards the end of Andy's time in prison, he goes to the warden and he has found out that there is some evidence that he is innocent to prove his innocence. And he's like arguing with the warden. Well, thinking that the warden is his friend now and the guards are his friends because he's helped them so much and they've helped him in certain situations. So he's thinking they're going to help me. Right. Right. But I mean, that's not the case. Yeah. And then they get angry with him and they send him to the hole for two months, well, a month. And then he goes down there and the warden goes down there and then gives him another month. But now it looks like when he comes out, it looks like it's that day that he gets out of the hole is the day he escapes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It seems that way. So it makes me wonder, why did he wait so long? It sounds like he was ready already because he'd been in the hole for two months and then comes out. Maybe I feel like his tunnel had been dug for a while. Yeah. And he was just waiting for the right opportunity. Yes. And well, he had, when did he have the conversation with red when he told where he told red, listen, if you ever get out of here, I want you to go to this tree in this hay field and look under this rock because there's right. some buried there. He It was the day he got out. It um, was the day he yeah. got out. Okay. Yeah. Because Red comes up to him and they're talking about him being in the hole and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And they have this like deep conversation and they're like, he's acting weird. And that's when Officer Valenti. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> says he gave him rope okay besties do you know who officer valenti is <laughs> because that's what sam and i know him as from an old show yes his name is william sadler mm-hmm. and he was officer valenti no sheriff valenti in yes. the show roswell but he was also a prisoner hadley was that his name Yes. In Shawshank. I thought you'd like that one. (laughs) Yes. So Sheriff Valenti (laughs) says, oh, he was acting weird because he came and asked me for six feet of rope this afternoon and read, I mean, they all get nervous that he's, he's not coming out of that cell in the morning and they think he's going to hang himself. Yeah. And there's nothing red can really do about it. This is all in like red's perspective at this point. So he's, it says it's the longest night of his life. I couldn't imagine like knowing something could be happening to you and not being able to get to you, like having no control at all. Had he thrown like a fit and tried to get there, he probably would have ruined his escape. Well, and Andy could not tell him what he was going to do. He knew he couldn't tell him. So yeah, and that, that was has, a really hard situation. Yeah. I think that had to be really hard on Andy not to tell because him and red had become best friends. So how, like that must've been a hard secret to keep mm-hmm. from a best friend, knowing that he probably could have offered some advice or mm-hmm. something, but that he couldn't tell him at all. And, and I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, he couldn't, he, to keep Red safe, I mean, 
he couldn't do it. No, he couldn't, but it did. It did bring me a lot of happiness when they go, Oh, here's another thing. Could you have crawled through that septic pipe? Ugh, no Mm-mm. one because of the poop and two, <laughs> I could not crawl in a small space like that for even half a save- mile. No, even to save my life. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I don't know if you could physically do it though. I mean, there's gotta be no oxygen down there. Well, I don't, there's air because it was open on the end, but it's true. Yeah. And then it was just going into that little irrigation canal. Where did it go from there? That was, that was not permitted. I'm sure. (laughs) Right. This clearly was made a long time ago when you could just throw all of a prison waste into a creek. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would have been able to do that. That no. would have been very, very difficult for me. And I don't think it's realistic that there would be a pipe that large to be able to fit a full-grown man. And in how a did pipe. he know? How did he know? I mean, he was a smart guy, and I guess he had access to things that other prisoners didn't have access to because he worked for the warden and did the books and everything. So they just didn't really show that because they didn't want to give away the end in the movie. They wanted you because we, and during the movie, you think he's probably hung himself. Oh yeah. And you have no idea he's been planning this. You have no idea that he's been digging this hole with his rock hammer. They don't reveal until the end, like how he did it and how he discovered that he would be able to do this. Mm -hmm. So during that last conversation that Red and Andy have, Andy tells him about this town in Mexico. He says, this is, that's my place. That's where I'd want to be if I could get out. If I could get out, that is where I would go. And he kind of like looks at him, like, remember this, like, Mm -hmm. this is serious, you know, like with telling him without telling him you're going to be going here someday. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just like if we're in a room together, I can look at you and you can, (laughs) you know, by my eyes, what I'm trying to say, like, remember this. Yes. And then important. And then giving him like hope to look for something on the outside, yes. you know, like, cause he knows that red thinks he's institutionalized. So he's like, you need to find this spot. It's where I propose to my wife and it's a special spot and there's something buried there. And I want you to have it and this whole time. Red's thinking it's because Andy's going to kill himself and mm-hmm. he wants red to know he doesn't realize it's because Andy's getting out mm-hmm. and, there's and he doesn't realize there's not actually anything buried there right then Andy knows he's gonna have to go there and bury it once he gets out yes yes like and that he remembers to do this it's not mm-hmm. like I'm free I'm out of here like let's go I got my money because he'd been plant he'd been smuggling this money for mm-hmm. the warden And ends up taking that identity and going and, you know, getting all this money. And instead of just going, he stops, goes to this tree out in the middle of nowhere, buries this letter and money to help Red get to where he's going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, asks him, do you remember where that town is that I told you about? And I think that that conversation, the last conversation that they had in Shawshank, 
was what gave Red the hope because the next time he was up for appeal, he didn't say the same thing that he had been saying. He didn't say, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I'm rehabilitated. I'm a changed man, no longer a danger danger to to society. Nope. He said, what is rehabilitation? He asked them, that's just a made up word that you guys chose so you can look big and pretty in your suits. He said, are you asking if I regret what I did? Yes, I regret it every day of my life. And I wish I could talk to myself and talk to that kid and, you know, tell him what an idiot he is. Yeah. So they approve his appeal and he is a free man and he, he goes to a halfway house and works at the grocery store, like same as Brooks did. And it looks kind of bleak for a little bit. It's looking bleak. And, um, he's actually in the same room that Brooks was in because when Brooks hung himself, he carved into the ceiling. Brooks was here. So I think that it kind of brought red kind of back into the, Oh, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. You know? And then I think he decides he's going to kill himself, but first he has this thing he needs to do for his friend. Yeah. And so he travels out to the field with the tree. Yeah. And luckily Andy left this note and money. So he knew kind of what to do. He had gotten the postcard on where Andy had crossed like over into Mexico and like, what an exciting thing going back to the postcard and Mm -hmm. seeing, knowing that your friend has made it like they got out and they made it. How exciting. Cause he didn't know there was no way to call. There was no way to send a message or anything, but you get this one piece of evidence Mm -hmm. that says they did it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just love how he was so happy for his friend. Like that just shows that they are truly good friends. Cause when you have a good friend, you root for them. You don't wish for that. You know, I know he says that he misses his friend, but he's still happy that he got out. Yeah. He definitely doesn't wish for his friend to be back miserable with him. You know, he's happy. His friend got out. Yeah. And, and he was able to get out too and, and go find that letter. And he had those hints that Andy had given him like the postcard that said Fort Hancock, Texas. And so he knew where he had crossed, you know, yes. and then he remembered the town and then he, he gets there. Yes. And that is the best scene in the movie on the beach. Red is walking with his suit. He's got his jacket yes. off. He is just taken in that sea air Ugh. and he sees Andy's working on his boat and he's just like out in the sun and it's this beautiful beach. Mm-hmm. And Red just, as soon as he sees Andy, gets this huge smile on his face. Like, I'm yeah. here. And then the camera pans out. So you don't get to hear what they've said to each other. But what do you think they said? I don't think they said anything. I really don't. I yeah. think they, you see them kind of walk up to each other and hug. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's anything they need to say. They just 
hug. And then I bet they just start on their life. I bet Andy's like, well, let me show you the, the house. (laughs) Right. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that they like discuss what had happened. I don't think they need to. Think you think they just, they just left prison out of it? Like, yeah. oh, I like that idea that they just never talk about prison again. Like mm-hmm. he shows up and he just acts like, Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And they just live their lives out on this ocean in this beautiful place. And they never talk about prison. I love that idea. That's great. Mm-hmm. They yes. don't even talk about the prison break or anything no. like that. They just talk about all new stuff. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite movies. I'm so glad you were able to watch it and that you liked it. I was so nervous. Oh, yeah, that was good. That'll be one of the ones that I watch every time I see it on TV. Do you have those movies that you watch when you're flip? I mean, I rarely flip through channels anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's not really a thing anymore. But if I see a movie... I always watch Twister. <laughs> that oh, I love movie. Twister. Yes. <laughs> if I see it, I always watch it. And it's just, you know, like once or twice a year, but I'm going to add Shawshank to that. Yeah. Shawshank is my one that I watch all the time. I've watched it so many times. I even rewatched it for this episode, mm-hmm. even though I've seen it a million times, I had to watch it again just to have it super fresh. But yeah, it's something I watch at least, at least once a year over the Mm -hmm. past since it's been out. So yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. All right. Well, now that Shawshank Redemption is on my list, I am going to enjoy watching that time and time again. Yes. So what do you think our think and sync should be today? So you know how Andy says he loves the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do the beach? Yeah, beach. Just beach in general? Beach? A beach. A beach. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready too. One, two, three. Man Santa of War. Santa Cruz. Oh, <laughs> so I said Man of Wars. Oh, and yeah. she said Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz. Yes. Yes. So the man of wars. Oh my gosh. We were on our trip to Hawaii and it was our first like time going to the beach. I think we flew in and we went to the beach that night. Yes. And there were these signs all over the place saying danger, Portuguese man of war, yeah. you know, <laughs> like swim at your own risk. And we were like, oh no. Do we get in? Like we're in Hawaii. Do we not get in? And then we finally, like, we just sat for a while and observed and other people were swimming. So we got in. So we decided, well, if they can swim, so can we let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And luckily we didn't get stung. Yeah. Luckily. Did I tell you the last time my, our family went to Hawaii, Rowan got stung. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. We were we were swimming just her and I Josh and Austin were climbing up on the rocks and Rowan and I decided to get in the water and swim around this like jetty thing instead of climbing over the rocks and so we get in and we're just swimming having the great old time and all of a sudden Rowan's like ow ow oh mom ow 
And I was like, what, what is it? You know, and I'm trying to get, you know, we're swimming. I mean, it's deep. I didn't want to stop. We're trying to get somewhere. So I'm like, come on, just swim, just swim. And she's like, Mom, <laughs> I'm stung, I'm stung. And it ended up being fine. We got out and we had to put, they say, you know, they say to pee on it, but she declined that. <laughs> and so when we got back to our condo, we put vinegar. I think it was vinegar, white vinegar. They said to put on it. Yes. And then you said Santa Cruz. I said Santa Cruz. I had two thoughts, two memories from Santa Cruz. One from when we were in high school and you ditched me. I remember that. That's terrible. Jerk for a boy. I know. And one from recently, well, I guess it was years ago now, wasn't that recent, but we went and stayed with our families and we went to the Santa Cruz beach boardwalk. Yes. Yes. Really fun. We took the kids and had a nice beach day. Yes. That was a very good memory. Well, we did not sync up today. Gosh, are we ever going to? No, we got close one time. Yeah. But that's it. So someday we will we will connect. We just have so many memories that we can't pin it down together. Right. You know, when you say that's the whole point. We need to sync. Yeah. When you say something, a category, and we have hundreds of memories from that, it's gonna be very unlikely for us to choose the same (laughs) one. One day. One day. One day. Okay. Well, thank you, besties. Thanks, besties. See you next time. Love you, best friend. Love you, best friend. If you have a bestie question or comment. Or have a request. Reach out to us via email at samandtrisldbff at gmail.com. Or message us through our Instagram, longdistancebff.com.